Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sign Nation, welcome to the show. Join another Friday afternoon. Sign Guy, along with the coach with the most homenage from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite Whoopi Goldberg movie is, of course, Ghost. Coach Mike Jones. Coach, we're coming at him live from Omak, Washington, one of your 15 favorite towns in all of the entire world. Home of the Omak Stampede, which is right now. Coach, are you still with us? Uh oh. Let's see, technical difficulties appear to be afoot. One moment. One moment, listeners. Talks amongst yourselves. There we go. Now I believe we are ready. Coach, are you with us now? Sign guy! Coach, I know you love the stampede. You were so excited. You were momentarily speechless. I know. You had me muted. You're late for your own show. That's one of the first times you're late for your own show. Well, I I've been busy. I've had some things going on. I was a bit behind, but I'm here now. And I believe our guest nice. is here. Okay. Let's see. Let's bring on. Do we have Andrew Sowell with us? Hey, I'm here. Sorry about that. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. We are glad to have you here today. And since it is Andrew's first time with us, I will start you off with the traditional first-timer question. How did you get involved in the crazy business of professional wrestling? Uh, well, that was really kind of easy. I um, I really just kind of started looking around for schools in my area, Salt Lake City. Um, I was interested. I, I'm from Oakland, California originally. Sorry, I'm holding my smallest small child. Um, that's okay. I but thought yeah. it was your opponent at first. <laughs> no, that's normally what, what I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I just started looking for schools in Salt Lake City uh, and I found the, the school that was right for me. It was accredited and all that stuff, so nothing better than that when getting into professional wrestling. Now, when you get into the business of professional wrestling and you start to train, was it similar to how you expected it to be, or did you have preconceived notions that you found were not accurate? Um, so when when I like day one, it was just me. <clears throat> it was just me, and I didn't really know what to expect. I wasn't sure. I've never done anything like this before. I wasn't sure if people were going to be uh, jerks or, you know, make fun of the new guy, which 
<clears throat> excuse me, sometimes happens. Um, but I mean, really it was, um, so much the first day just, just kind of made me, uh, really, really enjoy it with how physical it was and, um, just how, uh, how much of a family environment it is when, uh, when you're first learning, uh, everyone was patient and all that stuff. So it really kind of, uh, threw me through, <clears throat> excuse me, threw me through a loop, if you will. Now, sort of your home base is Devotion Championship Wrestling out of Salt Lake City. And for the fans that aren't overly familiar with uh, Devotion Championship Wrestling, one of the people that leads the company creatively is Vince Russo, and he's really turned DCW into sort of a destination promotion west of the Rockies. It is sort of a a big deal to be part of DCW. They do a lot of tryouts for Impact Wrestling and other companies. They have television that is in a very prominent spot. They're doing very well. What's it been like since Vince Russo came on board compared to pre-Vince Russo? Um, So actually, um, it was like night, night and day difference is what it was. Excuse me. Um, I mean, I got to to sit and talk with Vince Russo, which is something I never thought that I would ever do in in my life uh, or my line of work. Um, but actually, honestly, Vince Russo, um, uh, he no longer is with Devotion Championship Wrestling. And when when he was there, you say you never thought you'd have the chance. Going into first meeting him, did you have a preconceived notion of what he was going to be like and that changed or did it stay the same or did you have an open mind and not really expect anything out of it? Um, So first meeting him, he just seemed very down to earth. Uh, He ended almost every single one of his uh, sentences with bro as – most people are uh, pretty well aware of. Um, so that, that was really my only um, preconceived notion of what Vince Rue was like. It's just, he said bro a lot, uh, but he was real cool, uh, real, real cordial, uh, real, real nice to, to talk to, get to know and all that and um, help me better define what my character is or was than what it was previously. One of the people you have worked with a lot at DCW, and I believe a few other places as well, is someone we have had on the show previously, that being pineapple-clad Tom Chad. You've worked with him a lot. What's it been like working with Tom Chad over the course of your career? Uh, it's It's been great because he's pretty much been a part of my career the entire, I mean, really my entire career. Excuse me. We started out as uh, tag team partners. We won the um, tag team championships in uh, UCW, which is where I started. Uh, And then really we just kind of, we've been feuding really almost ever since. 
uh, once we essentially broke up, <laughs> broke up the band, if you will. So in addition to wrestling in Utah, you've branched out, you've wrestled in several places, including up here in Washington for a few companies. What has been the longest trip that you've taken so far for wrestling? Um, really, that that trip to Washington really has been the, the longest trip that I've had. Uh, it was we left Friday evening, got into um, Washington at like 3 a.m. Um, and then wrestled all weekend, then drove back. So it was a it was definitely a long, long weekend. Oh, it reactivate pro wrestling. One of your opponents there was the Lumberzack, and he's become one of the more well-traveled wrestlers we have in the Northwest. He's been all over the western half of the country. He's expanded. He's gone out to several eastern states at this point. What was it like wrestling Lumberzack, who is at that point still kind of in his infancy as a pro wrestler? Oh, he was great. Uh, I actually got to see him last year at the uh, Impact Tryout. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> um, I actually got to see him last year at the Impact Tryout, but uh, he was always nice. Um, real, real good guy. Real good, real good worker in the ring. No complaints about him. Now, would you recommend him if you had some lumber that you needed to be cut or hauled or something like that? Because he is a lumberjack. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely someone. That he's uh, at the top of my list. Anytime I needed, I'm needing uh, some sort of tree shipment sent down here. Well, you know, a lot of people may not recognize it, but within pro wrestling, lumber is extremely important. That that's very yeah. true. I mean, all the bumps we take, uh, it's not. It's definitely not a um, trampoline or anything that we're landing on. It is not. Rings are made a lot out of lumber, so lumberjacks can be important to what we do. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that I know you have done in your career, and I don't know if this plays into Vince Russo having a hand in shaping or anything like that, but some of the promotions with TV like to do the out-of-the-ring vignettes where people be away from the arena and things happen. Uh, You see all the big promotions use it to some degree or another. You enjoy the away from the arena shoots and segments like that, or do you prefer to keep everything close to where the actual wrestling is going to happen? Uh, I'm really just kind of down for whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm all for uh, shooting whatever, whatever needs to be shot as long as it's a, a good enough story. What would you say is the strangest out of the arena segment that you've ever done? Uh, 
So uh, this, I mean, this is this isn't one that we did for for TV. This is one that we did uh, that I did actually with Tom Chad, <clears throat> where we were trying. You know, we were first starting out as a tag team. Um, we went to a friend of his uh, ranch or what have you, and got on all the the horses and uh, things like that. Um, Got on a tractor, got uh, lifted up, kind of like uh, we just saw Brock Lesnar do to the ring at SummerSlam. So I got lifted up on a tractor uh, by the front end of it. So that was that was definitely a unique day of shooting, that's for sure. Now, there's been a lot of people that have passed through the doors of DCW since it's gotten bigger and it's gotten TV, a lot of people gravitate towards it as a place to wrestle. So you see a lot of outside talent that'll make stops there. Who would you say are some of the people that you have met that maybe aren't regulars at DCW, but have been some of your favorite people to work with either directly or indirectly? Uh, that's That's a real good, tough question. Uh, I mean, a lot of the Colorado guys, I'm, I'm, I definitely still talk to and very cordial with. Um, uh, Bruce Wayans, he's doing big, big things out there. Uh, we got, <clears throat> excuse me, Outlaw, uh, Rest, uh, Outlaw Rusty Rhodes. Rusty Williams. He's, yeah, uh, yeah. What did I say? Outlaw Rusty Livings is, I believe, who you mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he's always coming through. He's, he's always a, a pleasure to work with. Um, but I mean, it's, it's, I haven't met, any, I haven't met anyone that's come to DCW that I haven't, I, that I have not liked. Point in time, I coach the coach with the most coach. Mike Jones is with us. I'm sure coach has, a plethora of questions for you, so I'm going to pass things right over to Coach. Hey, brother, how you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing good up here in the Northwest. Beautiful weather for a couple weeks now, and looks like another week in a row. So we love it up here. Oh, that's that's great. It's uh, 80 degrees outside here in Salt Lake City right now. Right on. Yeah, I haven't been over there yet. I'm going to have to make it over there. See lots of good things happening over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll just go ahead and say. It. I mean, December third, we got DDP uh, coming out here, so uh, definitely might want to think about coming out here around then, even though it's going to be December. Uh, but it's still going to be worth the trip. Right on. And then I see that you wrestle for Devotion Wrestling a lot. Is that a Christian wrestling organization? Uh, no, it's it's just devotion, like um, uh, being devoted to your craft, uh, which in this case, your craft is professional wrestling. Okay. And then uh, one of our, our standard questions on the show, Sign Guy would like to know, what's your favorite coffee to drink? Ooh. Um, I mean, is this like... Uh, because I'm honestly not much of a coffee drinker. Uh, I'll I'll have a bang okay. energy drink, but I'm not a coffee guy. Okay, we get that answer more often than not nowadays, so you're not alone. 
Okay, All right, good. So, I'm, I'm not a freak. Okay. So, hey, who were some of your heroes growing up, whether it was wrestling, sports, music, or ordinary life? I mean, I was a huge fan of uh, Shaquille O'Neal uh, when I uh, first learned about professional sports. Um, and then just when I when wrestling caught my eye, uh, really Stone Cold Steve Austin was definitely the guy that I always, you know, cheered for, or looked forward to whatever his segments were. Um, and then just, you know, my, my dad, he's, he's a hell of a man. One that I hope to, to really be, uh, when I eventually grow up. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. And then, uh, What's some of the most memorable matches you've been in or have seen? Um, some of the most memorable matches that I've seen. I've seen uh, an empty arena match from uh, DCW, Devotion Championship Wrestling here. So that was definitely a unique thing to see in films. Um, probably one of my favorite matches that, I've been in uh, was my first ever no disqualifications match. Um, uh, this is pre DCW, but uh, it was it was a hardcore match against uh, Braden, uh, Braden Austin, and um, I took a base a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire to the face. So that was my first time uh, experiencing that. So that was it was definitely something that was uh, memorable for me at least. Damn. And then who was in the uh, empty arena match? Uh, that was uh, Rekha Tahaka against, um, forget who that who her opponent was. It was either uh, Christy James or um, <clears throat> Heidi Howitzer, I believe. I could be wrong, but it's been a few years. We filmed that okay. like right towards the start of the uh uh, pandemic. All right. And then did you play sports in high school or growing up? Yeah. Yeah. I played, uh, football, uh, all throughout middle school, high school. Um, I was a defensive tackle, offensive tackle. Uh, and then I did track and field. Um, luckily enough, I'm not a sprinter. So they had shot put and discus. Uh, so I was pretty good in that. I broke the shot put records in middle school, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. That's impressive. Nice. And then uh, what's your self-defense background? Um, So I have a little bit of military training uh, for self-defense and then also trained a little bit in uh, Muay Thai. All right. And then uh, who are some of your toughest opponents? Uh, some of my toughest opponents, definitely Tom Chad's a tough son of a gun uh, when you're going up against him. Um, William Cuddy, uh, he's definitely someone that I thought I would have put down with a couple of weapons that I hit him with. They were kind of stiff shots, unfortunately, and um, – he he just kept going, um, but definitely the toughest guy that I've really ever 
uh, been in the ring with has been Manny Lemons. Both he both in and out of the ring, he's one of the toughest uh, sons of guns out there. Yeah, we've we've seen him here in the Northwest. Yes, he's definitely uh, amazing. Watching your match versus Brad Sanders from 2019, he's no slouch. No, he's he's definitely not either. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, D- DCW brings in a lot of the toughest guys that I've ever met in wrestling. All right. And then let me see, who are some of your favorite people to work? Uh, well, Tom Chad, um, I really like um, working with Brett Austin. or uh, Yeah, Brett Austin, who's in NWA now. Um, he's a good guy. And then, I mean, pick pick just about anyone in the DCW roster, and I like to be in the ring with them. They're all very talented individuals. Okay. Have you got to work with Chongo over there yet? Uh, Yeah, actually. He, uh, when I had a little group called Andifa, um, he was one of our, he was one of our feuds that, uh, that uh, Vince Russo wrote for us. Um, he now, gave us a good a good beating. He's definitely actually okay. one of the toughest guys out there also. Now I think about it. Okay. Yes, definitely. All right. And then let me see, what are some suggestions you have for people who want to get into the business? Uh, really, do your research. Um, while there might be some places that are pretty good, if they're training outside, Sometimes, depending on who's leading the training, it might not be the well worth it. Just make sure you get, um, just make sure you find a school that's somewhat accredited, uh, or obviously move out here to Salt Lake City to come train with us at DCW. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely uh, vetting the the people that you you meet. Um, when trying to sell you on their vision of training pro wrestling, there's a believe it or not, there's a lot of bad training that goes on out there. Okay, and then uh, do you have any Vince Russo stories? Uh, really, I, I just have one. When he came up for the uh, with the idea for um, the the devotional, so well worldwide Infinity Championship. Um, he he really just kind of said, um, "You're, you know, your your character's great, but um, you know, let's let's give you a, a a title that you made up because you think you're so great, but it's not really a, a legitimate title." Um, so I mean, to me, that that was one of the coolest things that um, he could have said or or done for me. Okay, and then what else do you got coming up right now? Uh, well, we do have a show here in Salt Lake City tomorrow um, called Heat of the Moment. Uh, and then really uh, we got um, – GCW's got a lot uh, coming up. We'll, we'll be at FanX this September, um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I believe, are the dates. Uh, and then really I'm – I, I unfortunately, I, well, fortunately, I have two kids, so I'm not moving around as much anymore. But um, 
uh, really just we're, we're making that big final push for, for December 3rd. Okay. And then how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can get a hold of me on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I have a Twitter, but I hate Twitter, so I'm not on it as much. Um, but at done so well, D-U-N-N space so space well, uh, that's where you should be able to, to get a hold of me. All right, and then we we do have a question from a longtime fan. They're usually off the wall questions, and this one's no uh, no different. His name's Kurt okay. Ferris, and he wants to okay. know: Would Andrew Sowell like to hear Joel Gertner introduce him as Andrew Sowell? Well, well, you know what? That would be incredible. That, that would probably be another highlight in my career if I, if I got to, to have that happen. Yeah, Joel is an amazing guy, yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to meet him yet, but, yeah, he seems like a great guy. Okay. All right. Well, hey, I want to wish you all the luck in the world and appreciate you coming on. It's an honor and privilege to have you. I'm sure Sign Guy's got some more for you, though. Okay, perfect. Great, great to meet you and talk with you. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Well, Andrew, I can't swear to it, but Joel Gertner has been known to come on this very program, so maybe at some point he can have both of you back and he can get your introduction. Hey, that, that'd be great. That'd be perfect. Now, like you were saying, you have children now in 15 to 20 years from now if your kids were to come up to you and want to follow in your footsteps and get into the wrestling business what do you think you would say to them uh i would support them uh no matter what my um oldest daughter uh she's two years old she's been getting in the ring with me for uh almost all of her life so um, so she's a little bit aware of what the, the ring is, but if she wants to, if either one of my girls want to learn to be a pro wrestler, I'll be right there to help that, train them or, uh, do whatever they need to do. So I'm very, very for it. A coach brought up the Colorado wrestling scene a little bit ago. And it is red hot right now. You have groups like mm-hmm. Rocky Mountain Pro, Primos, Lucha Libre and Laughs, uh, Colorado Springs uh, Wrestling. There's so many out there. It's such great talent in Colorado right now. Do you think that places like Colorado and Utah are often overlooked just because of the geography of where they are? Or do you think that maybe they're in the right spot as far as credibility. How are you looking at the Colorado-Utah scene? I mean, just just like you said, uh, Colorado is white hot with all the promotions they have out there. Um, so I don't necessarily think that they are overlooked. I think Utah wrestling is overlooked. Uh, nine times out of ten, if when I traveled out of state, I'd tell people that I would – you know, I'm from Utah, I'm wrestling out of Utah. They would look at me and say, I didn't know that they had wrestling out in Utah. So uh, de- definitely Utah wrestling is something that's, uh, I believe, criminally under underrated. Um, 
And I mean uh, Martin Casals. He essentially is a legend out here for for Utah professional wrestling. All the great things he's done. Um, so, you know, hopefully we're we're trying to to create more stars to bring out of Utah to represent what great training and what great people we have out here. Utah is unique because in the territorial days, nobody really had a territory within Utah. Uh, The AWA would occasionally come out. The WWF would occasionally come out. But there wasn't really specifically a Utah territory, per se. Do you think that because of that has helped with independent wrestling in Utah where they didn't always have wrestling, so it's something new to them? Or do you think that there's a lack of education on pro wrestling because there wasn't that territorial system for fans to educate themselves on? How do you think the lack of it really shaped today's Utah independent fan? Um, I, I really, you know, that's a great question. Um, I'd really like to say that the Utah Utahns or however it's pronounced or aren't really well educated. Uh, some of the old timers, uh, that I work my normal civilian job at, uh, you know, I'll tell them I'm a professional wrestler and they're like, wait, what professional wrestling's in Utah. So it's, it's definitely something that, um, really, almost like an untapped market where, you know, again, because there was no foothold really for any of the territories, uh, not a lot of people uh, knew about it or have experienced it. So I think that that's something that DCW can do, which is help re-educate, if you will, Utahns for professional wrestling. Now, a lot of places have wrestlers that live nearby that are from the territorial days that they can go to for advice and to bring in as sort of a big name from the past for autograph signing or a match up here in Washington. Kevin Sullivan is local. Um, If you go to Indiana, a lot of the Dick the Bruiser guys are still in that area. If you go to Milwaukee, uh, Baron Von Raschke is still up in that general neck of the woods, things of that nature. Do you have in Salt Lake City any of the old territorial day wrestlers that are in the area that you can bring to shows that sort of excite the fans of the older style of pro wrestling? Uh, unfortunately, no one, no one local. Um, that I can think of right now that, that I can, that we could, could bring out to show that, uh, unfortunately we have to, we have to ship everybody, uh, to Utah and, you know, again, that's Utah's a beautiful place, but it's definitely not somewhere that most people want to retire or, you know, want to stay, especially if they don't really have a deep connection with it, um, I had a I had a friend that um he was backstage for uh WWE uh SmackDown like this is four or five years ago and um one of the one of the workers um 
said, like, man, I got to go to Salt Lake City tomorrow. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's kind of telling. It's like not even the workers really want to, to come out here um, because, I, you know, unfortunately some of the, the house shows aren't always, you know, big draws. Um, but surprisingly, Raw came out here February of 2020, and the, the place was packed. So, I mean, it's really kind of hit hit or miss, unfortunately. Well, obviously, Salt Lake City is a big city, and they have the NBA arena there for WWE or for AEW to have. <laughs> I'm not personally familiar with it. Myself, I haven't been there, but when you leave Salt Lake City and you go to places like Provo and Ogden and uh, cities like that, do you still have good-sized buildings for wrestling, or are you wrestling in, like, the smaller uh, VFW halls and Eagles lodges and things of that nature? Um, yeah, so it, not that I'm aware of that they have larger size um, arenas out there uh, in any of the cities that you mentioned. Uh, actually, earlier this summer, we went to Delta, Utah, which is a two-hour drive south uh, from Salt Lake City. Um, and we we were in essentially that was for um, EPW that was um, oh gosh I'm blanking on uh, blanking on who's oh Jesse Hernandez that's who it was it's Jesse Hernandez's um, promotion from Southern California um, but he he did a show out there it was in a, a high school gymnasium. Um, but it was, it was a pretty good house. Uh, all the guys that I met from EPW were great. But, yeah, as far as, like, arenas for bigger promotions like WWE, um, I, I'm not aware of any bigger-sized arenas that can house WWE or AEW or even uh, ROH. Fair enough. I mentioned going to the Impact tryouts. Uh, Impact Wrestling is in a kind of a weird spot where they are owned by a very large, very wealthy company. Uh, They are on fairly good television, but it's not accessible to all parts of the country. They're Mm -hmm. putting out good wrestling, but a lot of times the fans and a lot of people in other companies look down on them just because of their history of not always succeeding. Do you think that Impact is still a viable place for wrestlers to aspire to want to go, or do you think that there's a stigma if you go to Impact Wrestling just because of the previous 12 to 15 years of mismanagement? Um, I, no, I, I wouldn't believe that. I mean, in, Impact Wrestling to me is still that'd be a heck of a place to work. Um, I mean, I have a Samsung Smart TV, and it comes with like channels, and Impact Wrestling has a channel on there that just plays nothing but um, Impact or old TNA stuff. Um, I, I definitely don't think that. I mean, it, it might have been mismanaged, but the group of talent that they have there is, in my opinion, top-notch. I mean, you got the Good Brothers, 
Eric Young was just out here in uh, Salt Lake City in June. Uh, he was a great guy. I got to spend most of the day with him. Uh, Manny Lemons works for uh, Impact Behind the Scenes. Uh, Chris Bay, who's, you know, doing huge things. Uh, I got I met him out in Vegas. He's a Vegas original, or I don't know if that's the right term, but um, I met him out in Vegas. He got a start in Vegas, and, I mean, he's working for Impact and doing huge things. So Impact Wrestling, I, I feel like, is very underrated uh, with the, the group of talent that they have there, and it's definitely nothing that sneeze at. I personally would agree with you for that. Now, looking at the roster that they currently have with Impact, who would your dream opponent off that Impact roster be? Ooh. Um, you know, that that's a great question. I'd, I'd have to say... Um, Definitely, definitely just the good brothers. Um, if I were to tag back up with Tom Chad and we could get in the ring with the good brothers, that would be incredible uh, to me. I took a boot from um, Doc Gallows last year, um, so I definitely would like some retribution for that. <laughs> now, they were getting around quite a bit a year ago. They were not only on Impact pretty much every week, but they also were with New Japan. They also were on Mm -hmm. AEW most weeks. They were doing independence. They were doing their own pay-per-views. Yep, yep. When you see guys like that that are everywhere, what do you think it is that allows them the opportunity to do that? Because historically, promotions are of the thinking of I'm going to pay that guy, I want him exclusive to my company, but they were pretty much everywhere, plus independent of everybody else doing their own thing at the same time. Yeah, uh, I mean, kudos for them to for having whatever contract they, they have or still have, uh, or have still have, don't have anymore. I'm not sure, but I mean, that's, it's, it's something incredible. Uh, I, I thought it was crazy that they were doing their own talk, uh, talking chop a mania pay-per-view. Um, but I mean, the fact that they were able to do that and seemingly do whatever they want because of their, their friends in professional wrestling, I mean, more power to them. That's, that's incredible. It's something that I'd like to see more of uh, on any level of professional wrestling. A lot of people in pro wrestling have that dream where they get the chance to go to Japan to apply their trade. It was virtually impossible even like a decade ago for an American independent to make it to Japan, but now it's opened up a lot and more than ever, independent wrestlers from the United States have opportunities to go there. Is Japan something that you would ever want to have as a career goal, or is that something not on your radar? No, I mean, that would be incredible. Uh, That would be definitely something that I would 
look forward to doing uh, if I ever got the opportunity to do that. Um, I mean, just to go over there, experience not only the culture, but um, work in front of the the crowds that they have out there, which, I, you know, from my understanding and even talking to the Good Brothers about it, how different um, the crowd reactions are for almost everything that you do. It's like night and day different. So that would be something incredible that I'd like to experience. Domestically, a lot of people's ultimate goal is to wrestle in all 50 states. A lot of people, especially guys that hit the national touring company, they're counting states to make sure they get to all 50. Some of them are hard to get to. Is hitting all 50 states something you ever considered doing or would want to consider doing? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm open for anything. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, I got uh, two kids now, so that that makes it a little harder, uh, at least for their ages right now. One's one's two, the other's um, five months. Um, but yeah, no, that would be definitely something that I'd like to check off my bucket list, just to wrestle in all all fifty states. I just. With your own knowledge that you have right now, your own guess, what state do you think would be the hardest? The hardest to work for or, like, uh, yeah. as far as, like, getting the crowd involved or which which one? Hardest state to be able to get booked into to wrestle. Um... You know that that's a that's a really good question. Um, probably, I, I want to say Philly. Um, I mean, I don't know much about what's going on in Philly. I just feel like the 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 fan base out there um, is so, pardon the pun, but they're so extreme that I I doubt that they're just looking to um, book anyone. All right, so Pennsylvania is the answer. Yeah, that I mean that's my opinion. I don't I don't too many other promotions outside of, you know, the four or five states that surround me. Um but yeah, I think that might be the hardest to get booked. I could be wrong. Some states have state athletic commissions that regulate professional wrestling. And this goes mm-hmm. back all the way to the very start of pro wrestling. A lot of states have it as very strict regulations. Some states have it to where you just pay whatever money they require. They leave you alone. It varies a great deal. In your own career, do you have to worry much about commissions? Uh, not out here in in. Salt Lake City or Utah in general, no, we do, we don't have to worry about that. Um, I've heard stories about guys having to get licensed, like Tom Chad, he had to get licensed, I think, in Virginia. Um, so, no, we we don't have to deal with that, fortunately, out here. One of the things that a lot of states will have in their regulations, if they have a commission, is they require blood tests and 
blood in wrestling is something that's been controversial just because of what we learned from medical science in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Do you personally have opinions on blood as it relates to pro wrestling in 2022? Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm all for blood. Uh, it's called for, um, don't need like, um, <laughs> don't need like the opening match, uh, to have blood, um, unless it's really warranted, but yeah, I'm, I'm not definitely not against, uh, blood now chair shots to the head um you know yeah that, that, that that's something i myself have reconsidered um doing just because you know i got hit in the in the head once with a, a steel chair and forgot my phone number uh later that night but um uh yeah i'm i'm all for for that blood and guts and stuff you want to call the number now yeah, yeah, I'm able to remember my phone number now. It took uh, about 24 hours, but yeah, I did. I did forget my phone. I'll help you. I once forgot my home address for two weeks. Thought I could remember the address for the arena I wrestled at the night before. <laughs> yeah, you definitely got me got me beat on that one. I haven't been um, that unfortunate, but I then again, I don't know a lot of addresses out here besides my own. Um, so. I've already forgotten it without even a chair shot to the head. Well, if you're ever looking for the Outlaw Arena in Indianapolis, 1151 South Kentucky Avenue. Now, you have a big show tomorrow, like you said. What can the fans expect out of Andrew Sowell coming up tomorrow? Um, so we haven't we haven't announced any match, matches yet, um, but um, tomorrow I'm going to be – doing something to a particular wrestler that I've never done before. Um, so you, you can definitely see something that I don't think we've seen much of lately in DCW. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's going to be a good time out there, <laughs> in my opinion. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, we have a few minutes left today. I want to give you ample time if there's anything you want to say to the listeners today, plug and pro, anything and everything you want, merchandise, social media, shows, your favorite breakfast joint, anything at all, floor is all yours. Thank you very much. Um, um, so, I mean, yeah, we got, a, we got a show tomorrow. We got plenty of other shows coming up for the rest of the year. Uh, of course, our big, big show uh, which actually is going to be live on uh, Fight TV. I don't think they've released the pricing yet, but uh, December 3rd we got uh, DDP coming. We have um, Eric Bischoff coming. He's actually going to be doing a seminar that day also. So if you live, I mean, we're, I'm not sure where your listeners live, but you know, if they'd like to come out and either see the show we, we're, we're doing meet and greets out there with Eric Bischoff and DDP. Uh, oh, also the Good Brothers are going to be there. Um, so, I mean, December 3rd, we're, we're pulling out all the stops for that one. Um, just follow me on social media, uh, at Done So Well, uh, on Instagram and the Twitter, and then Facebook. It's just Andrew So Well. Um, 
uh, if you're interested in merch, um, I got my merch up on ProWrestlingTees.com. Um, you just search for Andrew Sowell. Um, yeah, and obviously if you're interested in being a professional wrestler, I'm the head trainer out here at DCW. Um, so if you're interested, come on out. If you live nearby or you're interested, I mean, anywhere in the world, you're interested in coming out to, to Salt Lake City to experience training with DCW, you're more than welcome. All right. I believe Coach has another question to ask. Coach, go for it. And that was basically my question. I wanted to know what schools do you suggest people? I, I understand you got your own there, but uh, what about some other ones too? Um, I mean, Rocky Mountain Pro out in, if you're out in Colorado, um, there, I mean, I've worked with uh, Yaden backstage and in the ring. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, he's actually worked for Impact also. Um and as, as far as other schools around the, the country, the United States, or around the world, I'm not 100% sure of other schools. Uh, but there are good ones you, probably in your state. Just make sure they're the uh, the right ones. All right, cool. Thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you. Thank you All very much for having me on. All right, Andrew, thank you so much for being with us. We definitely appreciate it. Hopefully our paths cross again sometime. Definitely, definitely. Thank, uh, thank you again uh, for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Fans, if you've not done so, check out Andrew so well. Jump on the YouTube, look him up. If you're near Salt Lake City or if you happen to pass through there, make sure you stop if he's at a show near you. Great, great talent. Coach, have you some stuff to say? Plug, promote as we wind this down. Sure, yes, you can check me out at Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most. Also, Coach Mike Jones on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, the Real School Army and the NGW Green Room for interviews from people all over the world. Also, the Seattle Mariners Organizational Report and Cincinnati Reds Organizational Report. And my podcast tomorrow, the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast. At noon Pacific time, I got the people from Seattle Sports Union going to be coming on and talking baseball, Mariners, the all kinds of local teams around here, the Everett Aqua Sox, the Bellingham Bells. Might even get uh, cover some of the fish sticks from Seattle there. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to have them guys on. I've been on their show before. They got lots of great guests and people on their show. So, yeah, I'm really excited to have uh, Seattle Sports Union with Brian Solick and his uh, co-host on tomorrow. Appreciate it so much and looking forward to that next sign of the times. Absolutely. It should be out soon. You know, Herman Nerdstrom, he recently sang America the Beautiful and he threw out the ceremonial first pitch at an Aquasogs game. Cool. And then we just had the Field of Dreams game yesterday. We definitely did. Yeah, Johnny Benz came out of the corn. He did. And then Kenny and his daddy was out there playing catch. Yeah, Ken Griffey Sr. brought his son out to have a catch with him. Yeah, and then 
Aquino shined out there yesterday. He gunned that guy out from right field to third base. He should have known better, and then he even got a hit. He did. One of the rare Aquino hits this year. The coach we got for a show yeah. was happening. You want to hear if the show is happening in the next couple of days. Oh, yes. Yes, let us know. Tonight, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena. Coach, what's the address there? It's 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes, it is. FTW in Hamilton, Ohio. SOS wrestling happening in Coach's backyard in Tacoma, Washington. Actually, Coach doesn't have a backyard, but if he did, that's where SOS would be. WrestleCore in Vancouver, BC. Paradigm Pro Wrestling in Jeffersonville, Indiana, the arena. Action Wrestling in Tyrone, Georgia. Back to School with the King featuring Jerry Lawler in Selmer, Tennessee. FUW in Garden City, Michigan. FPW in Everett, Massachusetts. Tomorrow night, Timber Pro Wrestling in Startup, Washington featuring Buddy Bone. WrestleCore back again in Vancouver, B.C. UWE in Electoral, Tennessee. JICW in Sport, Indiana. RCW in South Bend, Indiana. TSW in Jellicoe, Tennessee. ECW in Somerset, Kentucky. MMWA in St. Louis, Missouri. DCW, as we said, in Salt Lake City, Utah. IWE in Mio, Michigan. The Hot Sauce Expo has wrestling in Portland, Oregon tomorrow. 907 in Anchorage, Alaska. GPW in Lakewood, New Jersey. ESW in Buffalo, New York. So get out there. Check out your local wrestling if you have it near you. We'll be back Sunday. We have the Beast from the Middle East, Diafula, the Butcher, Nabashi, as we continue Beast Month. Make sure you join us for that, and we will talk to you all very, very soon.
This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.